1: Do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
2: The NCAA women's basketball had an incredibly successful season. And now your favorite players from the 2023 to 2024 NCAA season will be in the WNBA. To all our veteran fans, welcome back. And to all the new fans joining, welcome to the W. This season, watch as proven legends Brianna Stewart, Asia Wilson, and Sabrina Ionescu continue their dominance. While rookies Caitlin Clark, Cameron Brink, and Angel Reese prove themselves on a WNBA court. The WNBA is redefining basketball on their own terms this season, keeping the game and players front and center, while celebrating the intersection of identities and perspectives that align with fans. Welcome to the W. You're in for some world class basketball. It's 3 o'clock somewhere. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order.
0: Hi, everybody. Peter Greenberg here. And as longtime listeners know... Ion Travel is normally produced each week from a different destination around the world. And the good news is, we're about to travel again. But in the meantime, I'm now happy to present to you this special broadcast from Lambertville, New Jersey, recorded right before COVID-19 was declared a pandemic. Never heard of Lambertville? It's been around since 1705. And has quite a history. My guests will include historian Lou Tobos. He's the official Lambertville historian with a fascinating story to tell. And my PBS colleague Bob Richter, the host of the series Market Warriors. If you're an antiquer or a lover of Americana, then he's your guy, especially if you're headed to Lambertville. And if you thought you knew New Jersey because you watched The Sopranos, think again. Jeffrey Vassar stops by to set us straight. And so much more. Now here's our show from Lambertville House in New Jersey.
4: information on what you've heard? Have a travel question or comment? Just log on to PeterGreenberg.com. Now, here's Peter.
0: It's 33 minutes after the hour. Peter Greenberg here with you from Lambertville, New Jersey. And of course, you can always reach me at Peter at PeterGreenberg.com with your name, phone number, question or problem. We will solve it right here on the air. We'll be doing that throughout the show. Most people in New York don't go this far west. Uh, they just stay in New York, but those who do, and it's only about an hour and a half outside of the city, discover an amazing region. And one of those people is my next guest. She's a reporter at NJ.com. Caroline Fassett, how are you?
5: I'm good. How are you?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a sort of a brave new world for you too, isn't it?
5: Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is. Um, I, I I've done freelance writing uh, before, but this is my first full fledged. Journalism job, so and I feel very lucky that it's here in Hunterdon. It's a very special place. And
0: you talk about the county. Yes. And give me give me an idea, but because this is the the city and the county, but the point is, tell me about the county.
5: Well, hmm, there's a lot to say about Hunterdon. Uh, I started working uh, as a reporter for Hunterdon in June, which is a very Uh, good time to start working in Hunterdon because of how gorgeous it is in terms of how rural it is. Uh, The first thing you notice about Hunterdon is how many farms there are. Uh, That's why, you know, it's the county in the state that has preserved more farms than any other county in the state. And there's a reason for that. It's probably the county in the state with the most farms. <laughs> I don't. Know.
0: Well, you know, we get stuck with so many stereotypes. When yeah. I was growing up in New York, I'm a New Yorker. Uh-huh. So when I was growing up in New York, my idea of New Jersey was the opening scene from Sopranos. You know, it's just, you know, like it was the New Jersey turnpike and refineries, right. you know. But people regard it's called. There's a reason why they call it the Garden State, mm-hmm.
5: right? Right. That's funny. Um, I'm binge watching The Sopranos right now, so <laughs> and I actually never fast forward through that title sequence because I like the music. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really, you know, people tend to think of New Jersey um, as Trenton. Think of New Jersey um, and affiliate it with uh, wrong stereotypes. And I think if they come to, especially places like Lambertville, Clinton, uh, Frenchtown they'll really see a different side of it.
0: A lot of history.
5: Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's history, and I I'm, was born in Morristown. You know, that's the home of Jockey Hollow and George Washington. Every other restaurant, you'll see some plaque having to do with George Washington stayed here. Um, but Hunterdon 100, uh, 100 has its own unique history, of course.
0: And what's the biggest surprise to you about a place like Lambertville?
5: Uh I Lambertville what I really love about Lambertville is you turn the corner and there's always um something that catches your eye. Uh there's antique stores all over the place. Well, this, you, this is walk, like the antique
0: capital of New it's, Jersey. It's Come the on.
5: antique capital of New Jersey. You can't walk down one of these streets and and not um see a sign for antiques. Uh, there's even an antique store in this area for Guitar Antiques, which I didn't know was a thing until I started covering Hunterdon County. Um it's it's really fantastic.
0: And It's also a place where a lot of New Yorkers are starting to move.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is um, a continuing concern from me uh, speaking with county officials, municipal officials. They want that to become more of a movement than it currently is. Uh, they want. But then be-
0: again, along comes with, along that comes with growth can be development you don't want.
5: Right, right, and right now, uh, so many stories I've been reporting on recently have to do with development, uh, particularly because of the affordable housing obligations that now all these municipalities have to meet. So they don't have a choice at this point. They have to create new development.
0: But the cool thing about this is it's a manageable location. You can, yeah. You can walk it.
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, you can walk anywhere. And just, you know, before, something I've been thinking about um, was where I would go, what's a more off-the-beaten track or trail area um, that I would recommend uh Uh, in terms of a more tourist-oriented location. And that's what I would recommend is people just drive around. There's uh, landscapes everywhere. Every single corner, it's a different, beautiful view. Um, And it's all really walkable, too. All
0: right, but then you got to eat.
5: Yeah. So where are you
0: taking me for breakfast?
5: So I hole up in different coffee shops whenever I'm out here. Scout's uh, Coffee Bar and Mercantile in Highbridge is phenomenal. Now,
0: where is Highbridge compared to here?
5: Uh, Highbridge compared to here, I'd say between 20 and 30 minutes from here, at least. But, uh, so, and but, you know, that's kind of as far as it gets within 100 in, uh, which isn't a bad drive at all. And again, if you're going to go on that drive, it's beautiful. And,
0: uh, and lunch?
5: Lunch, I chose the Clinton Diner, and I actually haven't been to the Clinton Diner. I'm just a Jersey girl, so I feel like I have to start knocking off these diners on my list. And the Clinton is, Diner is one of the most famous ones in the state, actually.
0: And it's a real diner.
5: And it's a real diner, yeah. It has these bold red letters that um, you're driving down the highway and you just see it. So it's great.
0: And of course, dinner?
5: (laughs) Dinner, I, uh, just a few weeks ago, I went to a council meeting here in Lambertville and I went to an Italian place that I'm going to mispronounce. Gwizeps, Gwizeps. No,
0: it's Giuseppe's. Giuseppe's?
5: Yeah. Oh, that's embarrassing. I knew I'd mispronounce it. But aren't you
0: glad I was here to help you? Yes. Okay. (laughs)
5: Okay. But it was really good. Um, but I had a, I just ate that dinner in my car before the council meeting, and it, it was ready for me in 10 minutes. Really good pizza.
0: And the cool thing is, everybody's local. Everybody knows everybody.
5: Yes. Everyone's so friendly here.
0: And then right here in Lambertville House. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's history here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. George Washington didn't sleep here.
5: <laughs> Not to my knowledge. No. but
0: When your friends come to visit you now and you take them here, what's their biggest surprise?
5: Uh, Honestly, their biggest surprise is they didn't know that a place uh, in Jersey existed like this where (laughs) I actually um, brought one of my friends along with me. I covered... um, a dog event, a dog birthday party, a few weeks ago, and, it was, and uh, it was all the way in Frenchtown, and we just had to drive through miles and miles of back roads because to get to Frenchtown, there's no ex- direct highway. You just got to take the back roads. And he's like, "Are you? Da- are we going to a dog party, or is that some excuse and you're going to kill me?" But it's beautiful because it's, it's, just the, it's just farmlands and it's quiet and serene.
0: And they never found the body. It's and unbelievable. Body.
5: Yeah. Caroline
0: Fassett from NJ.com. Hey, thanks for joining us.
5: Thank you. For having me. I'll see you at
0: the diner. <laughs> back with more of Ion Travel from Lambertville, New Jersey, when we continue right after you.
4: Please remain seated with your seatbelt fastened. Ion Travel will be right back. been listening to Ion on Travel. For more on anything you've heard or to ask a question, just visit our website at petergreenberg.com.
0: Now, once again, here's Peter Greenberg. It's 52 minutes after the hour. Peter Greenberg here with you from the Lambertville House here in Lambertville, New Jersey. My next guest is a New Jerseyan. He grew up not too far from here, in the state capital of, uh, of Trenton, about half an hour away. And uh, maybe a little half hour away, maybe 40 minutes away. Okay. Well, okay. You, you live with the that? The traffic. Oh, yeah, okay, traffic. And, uh, but he's actually been uh, here for quite some time. He's the official, I love this, the official historian of, of Lambertville. And his name is Luke Tilbos. How are you?
6: I'm doing great.
0: You know, okay, I have to start with the obvious question. How many places did George Washington really sleep in?
6: I think the question is to be how many he did not sleep in <laughs> because uh, he was here a couple of times. When? Uh was during the revolution he stayed at a house that still exists the same family still owns the house Really 8 generations later Wow
0: Now you can't see the house cuz they're already in it
6: Uh they're in it yeah. but you can drive by You snuck in there didn't you I can't say for sure <laughs>
0: But what is so special about this? Because you preserve the history, you preserve the size of it. It's not over. It's not overdeveloped. It's not overgrown. There are no there are no high rises. There's you're right by the river, right?
6: Yes. Yeah. I, I, one of the factors is uh, location. Um, we are only one point one square miles. We're pretty much developed at this point. We can't get any bigger.
0: But that's a good thing.
6: Yes, it is. Yes, and what helped us was. It was not so great for the people who lived here at the time, but we had lots of businesses. We had lots of factories. We had lots of things going on, and we went through a depression before the depression.
0: If I did my research right, you had factories making rubber bands here.
6: Rubber bands, uh, hairpins, toilets, shoes, corn curls, everything. And,
0: And with all these businesses along the
6: canal? Mostly along the canal, yes. Because uh, once the canal came in, it opened up to that traffic. And then almost like 10 years later, the railroad came in. And then that really was the big spur. And that's where had all these industries come in. But
0: then those industries went goodbye. They, yes. So the industry really here now is travel and tourism and and, uh, and galleries and art and antiques and restaurants.
6: That's exactly what we have. But it, in, the,
0: in, the, in the same square mileage grid that you always had.
6: Yes. And almost all the buildings are still here. We've lost very, very few because people weren't coming to us. Uh, so McDonald's never came in. Nothing was knocked down Nobody for, even tried to come in? No. And it wasn't really till like the late 70s, 80s where things started to develop.
0: Is there any one fast food franchise anywhere here?
6: No. Uh, CVS, which is a drugstore.
0: Okay. Yeah, but I said fast food franchise. No. So there's one.
6: hope. There's hope. There's hope. Yeah. Okay.
0: And when you came here, what brought you here?
6: Um, I grew up in Trenton. Right. Went to graduate school in New Brunswick. An undergraduate always wanted to live in the country. Found a place in the country. Stayed there for eight months. I couldn't stand it, and uh, found a, an apartment to rent here in Lambertville. I haven't left.
0: I mean, for a place that's only got thirty-eight hundred people, you got thirty restaurants,
6: at least. At least. We have Thai, we have, si- we have everything you could possibly think of.
0: You almost said Siamese. <laughs> we had Siamese, I know. Uh,
6: but we have uh, uh, all kinds of uh, Italian, French, uh, Peruvian.
0: Have you been able to protect the buildings that are here so that people can't tear them down?
6: Uh, yes. Everything within the historic district, which is really a central business district, is under the control of the uh, Historic Preservation Commission. So anything altered on the outside would have to be, whether it's a house, whether it's a, a building business.
0: Other than the George Washington House, which we'll call it for mm-hmm. the sake of our discussion, what's the other notab- notable building that's here?
6: Ah, we're the home of the guy who discovered California, basically. James Marshall, uh, his house is a couple blocks from where we are, and- So
0: basically, he's, he's your celebrated hero because he left Lambertville.
6: Exactly. He was a 'er ne'er-do-well. He kept traveling, 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 got to California, couldn't go anywhere else, and worked with Sutter. And he's the guy who eyeballed the golden nuggets. And everything else started after that.
0: And he never came back.
6: He did come back. He he was a speaker after a while, and he would earn money that way.
0: Right, he came back to tell you why you left. That's right. (laughs) But everybody else stayed. Yes. And the nice thing about this town, and, and I call it a town even though you call it a city, uh, just because of the size of it, is that you go back generations here.
6: Yes, yes. Uh, we have people who have been here, like I said, eight generations are still here. Uh, it's unusual to have people who are attorneys and their father was an, is an attorney and their grandfather was an attorney and they still have the same practice. They have the same law books are still there.
0: So basically, it's Jones, 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 and Jones. Yes. Attorneys at law. Yes. Okay.
6: <laughs> exactly. It goes on and on.
0: And for for your friends who visit you, Yes. What's the biggest surprise to them when they show up here?
6: Uh, I think what it is is just the uh, walkability. That we, the way they come to visit, we park the car, and that's it. We, then we go to a restaurant, go in the canal, uh, walk over to New Hope. Uh, it's a whole different self-contained community, even though it's so small. I
0: love it. Lou Tava is the official Lambertville City historian and uh, knows where all the bodies are buried. I'm not telling. You sure? Okay. Too late. There's the music. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) that music means we're out of time for this hour. Hey, everybody, stick around. We have a whole lot more coming as Ion Travel returns to Lambertville in New Jersey right after this.
4: Been listening to Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg. Visit our website at www.petergreenberg.com for more information and sign up for our newsletter. Ion Travel is a CBS Audio Network production.
0: Once again, here is Peter Greenberg. It's eighteen minutes after the hour, Peter Greenberg, here with you from Lambertville, New Jersey, an amazing little central river town here on the Delaware River River, and the smallest city in New Jersey if you if you believe the uh, the brochure, and somebody who I know knows that brochure because he's moved here and is uh, a star and the host of his own show called Vintage Living: Creating a beautiful home and treasured, with treasure objects from the past, that's the book. Of course, he's also on PBS. Bob Richter, how are you, sir? I'm um, well, how are you doing? Good, so former New Yorker who got wise and moved a little west.
1: Yes, well, you know, a funny thing happens when you know you need to leave New York. There's a very short list of places that you could go. And so for me, it was between Los Angeles and Lambertville. And I chose Lambertville. Okay, wait,
0: stop. How did you discover Lambertville then?
1: Uh, about 20 years ago, I bought a weekend house in the area. It was lovely, bucolic, garden, the and, whole and, nine and yards. And to tell
0: everybody, I mean, to get from New York to Lambertville, even in traffic is maybe two hours and 10 minutes. No. It's less. An hour and a half. Okay, I said in traffic. (laughs) Well, we don't drive in traffic, off hours. Okay, sorry, okay. Yes. But that's how you discovered it. You wanted to get out of New York and you wanted to make it manageable.
1: Yes, and I bought a weekend house, but it was about a half an hour away from Lambertville, and I found myself coming to Lambertville. So I said, next time around, I'm just coming to Lambertville.
0: And look, look, based on on what Lambertville is, I mean, it's the antique capital of New Jersey. I mean, you can go shopping here. It's a little dangerous for me. Yes. Because if I, if I walk down the street, I know I'm going to end up buying something. It's one of those, right?
1: Yes, and be here on a Wednesday, Saturday, or Sunday, and you can go to one of the greatest flea markets in the world, the Golden Nugget, right down the road here in Lambertville.
0: Okay, I will tell you, there's a great, that's a flea market, the, the best farmer's market in the world is in Madison, Wisconsin, but, but here, I would, I would think you're right.
1: Yeah, I am.
0: And you did a book <laughs> I about it. listed as
1: one of the top 20 markets in the United States.
0: And by the way, your PBS series is called Market Warriors. Yes. So you know where the markets are.
1: Absolutely.
0: And you came here originally because of the markets?
1: Well, that was a big factor. You know, looking at LA, their antique scene, it's, you know, they're a little newer than our, this coast. And right. everything's a little more expensive. I can buy things dirt cheap here at the market, still
0: in like, this day and age. Like what? Give me, give me a good comparison.
1: <sighs> like a piece of French art pottery, a piece of rare Austrian art pottery that you would think you could only find in Vienna, I have found at the Golden Nugget.
0: And what Americana stuff?
1: Well, Americana's in more plentiful supply here, yeah. so you got the trunks and the quilts and the spinning wheels and all that kind of stuff, but frankly, that market's a little soft right now. I'm looking for mid-century modern, and I find a lot of it here.
0: Well, you know where the mid-century modern is? What? It's in Palm Springs, California. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> they took all their great stuff from this coast and moved there. But it's true, it's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But what about the, this? Is, you're going from one of the most populated cities in the world to one of the least populated cities in the world, mm-hmm. right? Only 3,800 people.
1: Well, yes. But you know what? These 3,800 people here in Lambertville, they want to be here. They choose to be here. And many of them are former New Yorkers, former Philadelphians, (laughs) former San Franciscans, and I'm in very good company. I didn't know anyone when I moved here, but I had the sense that I would find a community. And I did right away.
0: Okay. Just a ballpark figure. How many antique stores in in Lambertville?
1: Oh, gosh. Ballpark, I'm going to say about 20.
0: For a city that's small, that's a lot.
1: It is a lot, yes, wow. yes, yes. And add the market, and add auctions, and other venues, and you know, if you enjoy this kind of thing, you I
0: will w- I on. would assume that within a 40 mile radius of where we are right now, there are a lot of estate sales too. Oh,
1: absolutely, positively. All you have to do is subscribe to an email, estatesales.net or something like that, and find them out. They are in my email basket all the time.
0: You know what I find at estate sales, you're gonna laugh at me, mm. one owner cars. Oh, sure. Right? Like a Ford Falcon from 1970 with 40,000 miles on it.
1: She only used it to go to the grocery store. Exactly.
0: And that's what they, and, and then and any time you go to an estate sale and there's that 1970 Ford Falcon, you know that outside the garage, there's even more stuff.
1: That's right. That's right. What
0: was your best find?
1: Best find it at an estate sale?
0: Or at a a market,
1: yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go back to that Austrian art pottery. There was a very rare period called Wiener Werkstatt in Austria and Vienna, and a lot of female artists and potters were employed, and there was one named Susie Singer, I found a piece of Susie Singer art pottery, say that 10 times fast, at the Lambertville Golden Nugget Flea Market.
0: Now, your book called Vintage Living, Creating a Beautiful Home with Treasured Objects from the Past, everything in there is like Lambertville.
1: I have no carbon footprint, <laughs> <laughs> Everything in my house, everything in the houses of so many people here has had lives beforehand. And so, yes. Yes, we love things from the past. And now tell
0: me them. the truth. Late at night, do they talk to you?
1: Well, you know, talk is a relative <laughs> word.
0: Do they communicate?
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> love me. I, I prefer things that have been loved. I don't mind as-is condition. I'm not a fan of chalk paint and redoing and, you know, polishing till something doesn't You want look it like just the way it is? Yes. It's earned its patina, it's and earned, I like to well, honor that. Well, it's earned
0: its personality. That's right. And how many quilts do you have?
1: Uh, counting the ones my grandmother made, about three. I'm not a big quote okay, you're
0: okay. You're you're under the level. Yeah, you're, under, yeah. you're under the quota. Okay. Yes,
1: exactly. Now, how many? Ask how many sets of china and mixing bowls I have. Now got oh, now it's gonna get scary. Yes, exactly.
0: And what is it about those?
1: I think it's the archetypes of the book, comfort, connection, and continuity. I mean, the truth is no matter what God you worship or what politician you believe in, if your grandmother had a mixing bowl, we have something to talk about. There's a comfort in these things that were around us every day. And now I like to have them in my life, whether they're to put, you know, oranges in on the
0: countertop or to use to make bread. Uh, well, every once in a while, I have a vision of a, of a two word name that you're going to know. Ready? Hamilton Beach. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Blenders. Everybody got a blender for their wedding, right? (laughs) And now they're out there. I have one that was still in
0: the box. Yeah, but Hamilton Beach also did the mixing bowls. Oh, Oh, yeah, With the egg beaters. Yes,
1: yes. Well, I like the actual bowls that came with them, especially the green ones made of something called jadeite.
0: You know, when you watch a show called American Pickers, which I'm sure you see, Mm -hmm. and they're going into everybody's garage and finding stuff you can't believe, that's almost like what you're doing.
1: It is, yes, yes. And the truth of the matter is, that's still to be found here. There's lots of multi generational homes. There are a lot of people who grew up here and had fine department stores in Philadelphia and New York to shop at. And that's why there's lots of beautiful things here in this area.
0: Now, you're still a professor at NYU? Yes. Teaching what? Communications. Oh, perfect. Okay, of course. And how many of your students have figured out how to come to Lambertville?
1: <laughs> I don't know that any have come. It's my 20th year. So, you know, we'll see if I bump into one on the street somewhere. <laughs>
0: And about the town, you've been here for how long now? Four years. So you're still a newbie.
1: I am. I am. And let me tell you, within the first three months, I had more cookies and bread baskets and soups on my porch than you could imagine, many of which didn't come with a name attached to them. So I was trusting that somebody wasn't trying to poison me. It was just the hospitality of the community.
0: And what's changed since you've been here?
1: I'm noticing more New Yorkers start to embrace it. I'd like to think of myself as somewhat of a renegade, but um, the truth of the matter is New Yorkers have been coming here a long time. I think it's just more and more because we're getting more press. We are constantly featured as the number one town to come to in New Jersey, one of the most charming towns in the United States. And the reason why is because not only are people welcoming And loving, but our architecture is incredible. I mean, if you walk down the street here, you're looking at everything was sort of built the same time frame, mid 1800s to early 1900s, and we embrace all of our vintage buildings. And And you and you
0: feverishly protect that architecture.
1: Absolutely, I live in an 1854 home, and my job is to be a steward of that home. I don't want to put in a jacuzzi (laughs) or uh, tear out moldings. I want to honor the integrity of my home because I am its caretaker. There's something very humbling. about living in an 1854 home,
0: and do you still have a landline? Uh, I do, oh, and I still, I, I, love you for that. <laughs> I still have a rotary phone. Uh, I still have a rotary phone. I love that, yes. Now, do you know why I have still a rotary phone? Why, because if the power goes out, it still works.
1: Ding dong, I love that. It's That's true. great, yeah. yes, yes, yes.
0: I mean, I have people who who come to see me, who work for me, who are are interns at universities, and they don't understand rotary phones. Mm -hmm, They've mm -hmm. never used a rotary phone. (laughs) Many of them,
1: yes, and and when people come to my home, it's sort of like the Franklin Institute or something for young people, because I have a 1949 (laughs) television that works. With the tubes? Uh, No, the tubes have been removed, and it's replaced with a motherboard inside, so now it's DVD compatible and cable ready, but I still have this beautiful- You have the cabinet. And the beautiful screen that closes when the TV is getting ready to be turned off and I have vintage stereos And I like to honor things that other people find obsolete and more and more young people are doing the same thing Do
0: you have a record collection?
1: I sure do. I got everybody's records when they decided to get rid of them So I have multiple Engelbert Humperdinck's
0: You know stop you were doing so well You were doing so well until you you tell me that one
1: or Engelbert Humperdinck.
0: What about Tom Jones? You should have quit while
1: you were behind. Oh, come on! All, every woman in my family had those records, so now I've got multiples. But <laughs> I look for things like K Star and Peggy Lee and Benny Goodman. And ah, K I, I remember K Star. Yes, Wheel of Fortune.
0: I know. I know. Yes. And who sang K Surah Surah? Uh,
1: ah, that would be Doris Day. That's right. Yeah.
0: Whatever it will be, will be. Well,
1: that we we need a little bit of that in this world, don't we?
0: Uh, tell me about it. Yeah. We're talking to Bob Richter, PBS host, and of course the author of Vintage Living: Creating a Beautiful Home with Treasured. Objects from the past. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more with Bob about about Lambertville and how this small city has everything: 20 restaurants, a ballet company. I mean, how did that happen in such a small place? Back with more of Ion Travel as we continue from this town on the river, the Delaware River. Right after this.
4: A travel question or problem? Just email Peter at peter at petergreenberg.com and we'll solve it on the air. information on what you've heard, have a travel question or comment, just log on to petergreenberg.com. Now,
0: here's Peter. 33 minutes after the hour, Peter Greenberg here with you from Lambertville, New Jersey. And uh, you can always reach me at peter at PeterGreenberg.com. And as I like to do every week at this time, I encourage you to go to our website, PeterGreenberg.com, for our comprehensive list of all the aid and relief organizations doing all that hard and essential work all around the world, opportunities for you to give back to the people who need it the most every time and just about everywhere you travel. Uh, We don't like to do anything other than localize everything we can do. And, of course, that happens right here in Lambertville. The Animal Alliance, founded back in 2001, it's a nonprofit animal welfare organization based right here in Lambert that rescues and rehabilitates homeless animals, caring for them until they are adopted. Opportunities for you to volunteer are endless. Uh, And here's the cool thing. You're volunteering with the people who actually live here. Who better to give you a, a tour when you're done not only than the people who are here that are, you're helping, than the animals themselves, because I'm going to promise you this if you volunteer at the shelter, guess what? You're taking one home. You know it. I know it. Stop out of the denial. You're going to do it. It's worth it. If you want more information, it's easy. It's Animal Alliance NJ, standing for New Jersey.org. Back to Bob Richter, PBS host and author of Vintage Living. Uh, I can't believe that in a city of only 3,800 people, you got a ballet company, you got 20 different restaurants. I mean, that's unbelievable.
1: Countless art galleries as well. So where do you like to eat? Um, Well, when you have 20 restaurants, the nice thing is you've got a choice. I love that everything is navigable by foot, so I can walk out my front door and in 5 to 10 minutes be anywhere. So my favorite restaurant would have to be Hamilton Grill. Because? Because? Because of the decor, because of the ambiance, because of the history in the city, Jim Hamilton was somewhat of As opposed to
0: not Alexander Hamilton.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, It's a beautiful location. The food is sublime. It challenges any five-star restaurant I've been to in New York City, and um, there's always some charming conversation to be had and lovely locals to cohort with.
0: Well, this is a town that no matter where you're going to go, you're going to end up in a conversation.
1: Uh, absolutely. In fact, I've learned to take secret routes when I walk around the city if I have to get somewhere in a hurry. The nice thing here is we can Cause walk. Because everyone's
0: going to stop you and want to talk. They
1: do. And, and you know, it's kind of like a progressive Mayberry, right? Um, which is really lovely in this day and age. Is Aunt B here? She is. Yes, yes. She baked cookies and put
0: them <laughs> on my porch. I, I saved one for you. <laughs> And Opie?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. I would do the whistle, but that might put me over the edge. You have
0: it? You can do it? Okay, stop. Something (laughs) like that,
1: yes. But the, the secret route is to walk along the canal. One of the things that's really magnificent here is we're on the Delaware River. So if I want access to nature and I was in New York City, I would have to travel a little bit. But here I can walk out my front door if I'm working in the middle of the day and in two minutes be right on the canal. I'm amidst bamboo and ducks and egrets and all sorts of things.
0: There's also something else that we haven't talked about and that's noise. It's not a noisy place. No, it's not. Right?
1: It's not, not at all. It
0: gives you time to think.
1: It does, it does. And that's a big statement for this little place. I think a lot of people have come here. Many people you'll find and you'll chat with are artists, either at heart or literally. And it's a great place to create. I wouldn't have been able to write this book, Vintage Living, had I not come here. If I had moved to L.A., there would have been no vintage living. I was seeking my most authentic vintage life, and I found it here. I live in an 1854 home, which, by the way, a year after I purchased it from a couple who had been in their family for 85 years, they spent the money to register it on the National Historic Register of Places and presented me with a brass plaque because they wanted to ensure that it always stayed loved and honored you
0: know that tells you everything you need to know about the word community yes when i first bought my house in san francisco this goes back 40 years ago uh it was an 1896 victorian um it survived the earthquake in 1906 and still there and i bought it and i met the guy who owned it who became a friend right and and he kept on coming back with you know here's a piece of leaded glass that you needed and here's a piece of the original floor and i mean that's the way it is.
1: I have yeah. the exact same experience. Yeah. They have given me so many things that were originally in the home. And it's pretty magnificent to have that. They've also become really good friends with my mother. Uh, and she talks with them on a weekly basis.
0: Now, when your friends come to visit you from New York, yes. right? Because now that here you, you inherit all these people. Yes. What's the biggest surprise to them when they come to, to Lambertville?
1: Um, I think they feel like they're going to be in the middle of nowhere, and instead, they've been feeling like they're in Greenwich Village circa 20 years ago. That's a great comparison if you're trying to understand Lambertville in relationship bohemian? to the city. Bohemian? Very bohemian. We're, we're quite eclectic, we Lambertvillians, and we embrace art. Everyone's welcome here. It's a very liberal city, um, and kindness is sort of our barometer. Um, I find that people think when they come here, they're going to have to make sure that they have everything with them. They're not going to be able to get what they need. And, you know, when people leave New York city where everything is yours instantly, it's a scary thing. Uh, but we have everything here in Lamberville and we've got 20 restaurants and a ballet and a rowing studio and, 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 and,
0: and. what was the last time you locked your door?
1: I do lock my door, (laughs) Um, but that said, my neighbors have the keys and whenever I am away, they bring in my mail, they water my plants, they do things. And these are people I didn't know before I moved here. I lived in New York for 27 years, I barely knew. My neighbors. I know everybody here in Lambertville.
0: Of course, what you don't realize is that while you're talking to me now, they've rented it out as an Airbnb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Well, there's there's a little park bench in town that I love and it has a simple sign on it that says Lambertville is about neighbor helping neighbor. And the quote is attributed to a longtime resident named Marty Luther. And that's kind of what it's about. And I needed to find a home.
0: And I did. And you did right here in Lambertville. Yeah. Bob Richter host of his own PBS show, and of course, the author of Vintage Living, creating a beautiful home with treasured objects from the past that he found right here in Lambertville. Back with more from Lambertville as Ion Travel continues right after this. Please remain
4: seated with your seatbelt fastened. Ion Travel will be right back. Back to Eye on
0: Travel. It is 43 minutes after the hour. Peter Greenberg here with you as Eye on Travel continues from Lambertville, New Jersey. Uh, They like to call themselves the smallest city in the state uh, right here on the river. And uh, this is a place where everybody knows everybody because the family history goes back not just one generation, not just two generations, but many generations. And my next guest is certainly emblematic of that. He's the owner of JB Klein and Sons, of course his name is Jeff Klein, but if we really go back in the history, Jeff, it was your great 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 grandfather. One more great in there. I missed a great? Yeah, I think so. Oh my
7: god, who was the first governor of New Jersey? Yeah, that's right. He was sent over by the king actually to be the governor back when it was in 1600. So
0: you're an outsider actually then. Yeah, I'm an immigrant. <laughs> that's right. But your family's been here since uh, since the 1600s. Um,
7: yeah. Wow, that's right.
0: Now, when we think of a, of, a, of a town in America and, and the evolution of a town and how it was ever structured, there was always the general store. Yeah, and that's really where you guys. That's really what we what you're talking. We about.
7: sort of had a general store. Yeah. It wasn't. We didn't have really food products. Right. Or clothing. We. But we had everything else.
0: You had what? Sporting goods. You had tobacco.
7: Uh, we started out with tobacco, and my. Uh, some of my relatives on the other side of the family came over from Pennsylvania, and they were farmers, and they started, um, they knew how to grow tobacco, so they figured they'd make cigars and, and cigarettes and stuff, and they did that in our basement, and they made them, we sold them on the corner, we had a candy store, and then that sort of evolved, and we had candy, and that evolved into sort of general merchandise. Then we started selling to all the other stores and we came like a wholesaler.
0: Like a distributor almost.
7: Yeah, a distributor. And yeah. we were distributing to all these local places around and my grandfather would drive around delivering everything. And uh, we got to be a pretty pretty big business and around here. And you're still here. Yeah.
0: But now you really kind of transformed into music.
7: Yeah, well, I always loved music and my mom got me into that and I loved it. So as the big store sort of big town stores started to uh, be displaced by box stores and uh, the internet more or less, I decided if I'm not going to make any money, I'm not going to make any money doing something I really love, <laughs> and uh, which was selling guitars and music and stuff like that. So I do that.
0: And that's because you buried the lead here. You're a musician. Yeah, I am. And not just any musician. You You were part of the punk movement. A little
7: bit. Come I, on, not a little bit. You were. Well, I was up there at that time. I wasn't a true punk. Because I said to myself, I want to be sort of like me, you know. And I wasn't generally like a punk guy. But I was there. I was up in New York. I watched the whole thing. I played gigs with Blondie and uh, Talking Heads and people like that.
0: And Mike Love and Johnny Winter. Yeah. And uh, Marshall Tucker.
7: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. And B.B. King.
7: Yeah. B.B. King and I go back actually a long way. I met him at the Lamberville Music Circus. Back in the, uh, oh, it was about 1969, and I was backstage with him, because I was good friends with uh, the son of the owner. So he got me backstage, and I met B.B. King. Then when I was down in Atlanta, I went to see him, and I was backstage with him down there, and he, he told me to go to New York City, and I could make it in New York. So that's why I did. When I came back here, I told my mom and dad, I'm heading for New York City, and I did that. For You're headed for
0: the Big city. Big city. About an hour and 45 minutes away.
7: <laughs> right, yeah. And it was, you know, I lived up there for about five years. Met my wife up there,
0: had a baby. And then you came back. Yeah. And what brought you back? Oh,
7: well, I got in trouble with the mob, number one. They were going to kill me. And I got in a gunfight.
0: Okay, well, let's stop right there. Yeah. You got in trouble with the mob? Yeah. How?
7: Well, I'm not, I'm not going to mention any names or anything. But... Um, They wanted to sort of control me and my career and stuff like that. So I was writing songs, and I had interest from record companies, and some of these managers were a little bit, you might say, underhanded. Yeah. And uh, they wanted to control me, and they were going to basically told me they were going to kill me if I didn't do what they said. So I said, this doesn't sound like something I want to be involved in. And a couple other things happened, like a gunfight. I got in a gunfight with some people at a gig I was on.
0: So you're you're doing really well in the big city.
7: Oh, I kept alive, you know. I I stayed alive, but I did get in a little bit of trouble. So I called up my father and I said, you know, it's not quite working out for me up here. And I'm going to head back. And do you still have that job available for me? uh, Back at the store. Selling tobacco and things like that. And he said, yeah, you can come back. And by then the store was really big and we had a selling general merchandise and he had toys, sporting goods, uh, office supplies. Jeff, hold
0: on to that thought because when we come back, Now that you're back, we're going to talk about the music scene here in Lambertville. Yeah, which
7: is actually quite big.
0: Hold on to that thought. Jeff Klein, the owner of J.B. Klein & Sons, and basically a member of the Witness Relocation Program right here in Lambertville, (laughs) New Jersey. Back with more as Ion on Travel continues right after that. How's that for a tease? It's good.
4: Your flight might be late, but we're on time. Ion Travel will be right back. You've been listening to I On Travel. For more on anything you've heard or to ask a question, just visit our website at petergreenberg.com. Now, once again, here's Peter Greenberg.
0: It is 52 minutes after the hour. Peter Greenberg here with you again as Ion Travel continues from Lambertville, New Jersey. We've been speaking with Jeff Klein, the owner of J.B. Klein & Sons, uh, with his checkered past, but he survived it. And he's now back, (laughs) right? The the mob is no longer looking for you? No, no. You worked that out.
7: Yeah. I I think I wasn't important enough for them to kill me. You know what I mean?
0: Well, listen. If you came back here, they'd find you right away because you really can't hide out here in Lambertville. Everybody knows everybody.
7: Everybody knows everybody. Only thirty eight hundred people here in Lambertville, and we are the smallest city in New Jersey. And uh, yeah, so So, came back, and the music scene is real, real good around here now.
0: Okay, but for a town of thirty eight, excuse me, for a city of thirty eight, I'll get get it right. Get it right. Of thirty eight hundred, how did the music scene evolve here then?
7: Well, I had something to do with it because uh, I. I uh, sort of started providing uh, music lessons for people. I taught some people how to play the guitar up there because I started my music sh- shop as we were talking about before. I started doing that and I started playing some gigs. And I actually did a, I hooked up with uh, some promoters and we started doing some good gigs down here.
0: It's promoters who are not mobbed up. Right. That, right. Okay, that's a good thing to know. And you're still playing gigs? Um.
7: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. am. A little more low-key now, though.
0: No, no more punk?
7: Um, no, and I don't do uh, any more with big names too much. I pretty much play local places. And there are a lot of local places around here, a lot of places to go. Like? Like Havana in New Hope, which is hooked on to Lamberville. It's like our sister town right across the river, New Hope, Pennsylvania. And Havana is there. And this Friday, two days from today, we're playing at the uh, Cooper's Riverview. In Trenton, New Jersey,
0: and that's very close by too,
7: yeah, it's a half hour south of here, yeah, and being right on the river is a really cool thing. It's really great to be on the river. It's a lot of uh, gives the town a lot of character.
0: Now, the population's actually gone down here a little bit. It used to be five thousand. Right?
7: Yeah, that's right.
0: So what keeps you here?
7: Well, I have that building over there that I have to take care of. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about what thing. keeps you
0: here passionately.
7: some well, my family, yeah, of course. And I've decided and discovered that I can do music here, have a lot of fun, write my own songs. I become, like, I write a lot of songs about Lambertville. And by the way, they call me J.B. Klein now because that's the name of the shop. And everybody looks at it and says, well, that must be J.B. So I said, that's a good stage name. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, use that as my stage name. So now I use that. And you J. say J. you write Klein. a lot of
0: songs about Lambertville. What's, what's the favorite lyric that you have about Lambertville?
7: Oh, let's see. Well, I got a song on the Lambertville Historical Society website, and it goes, uh, let's see. Was a summer night in old Lambertville. Oh, let's see. I hear music coming from a radio up on a windowsill. Something like that. I got a whole bunch of them.
0: Okay. Not bad. Yeah. Now, there's a rumor. You can answer it or not. Are you running for mayor?
7: No. No, I, people have asked me to run for mayor, but I'm not because it's uh, quite a job and it demands, you know, attention. There are a lot of things going on in Lambertville right now that people are a little bit upset with as far as uh, the direction it's going. They want to keep it a small town. They want to keep the old uh, value that we have of being a historical place, like George Washington slept here, you know, he really did. And uh, James Marshall, that discovered gold in California, is from Lambertville. There's a well right down the street from here, a block away, where George Washington actually uh, got water for his horse. And just 10 minutes south here is where Washington crossed the Delaware to a, to attack Trenton. And uh, you know, we got a lot of history here. And, and all the buildings are old. And people want to keep it that way. And there are some people that want to change that. And that's why they asked me if I would like to run because I have sort of a lot of history here.
0: And are like, you going to be able to keep the the stuff the way it is?
7: I think we're going to be able to, yes, because there are too many people that want it that way. And you know, there are about only about two thousand voting people in Lambertville.
0: And you and, know all of them. Yeah, and I do, <laughs> and they all know
7: me because I'm always you know out playing playing music somewhere, and I'm like, I got a big mouth too, so people like. You know, they, they like that.
0: And just no more gunfights, okay?
7: I'm trying to keep that to a minimum. Would yeah. you
0: please? Okay. Because it would be tough to be mayor and, you know, <laughs> slinging weapons. Yeah, true. What's the one thing that brings people here?
7: The river is the main the main attraction. There are a lot of nice small towns around, but they don't all have a river. And as nice as the Delaware running right by us. That's probably the main thing. And the fact that we've kept it old. Lamberville's is a contained community. Uh, we're very um, free as far as uh, it's been a uh, place where creative people could go. We had a lot of creative people coming here. Even back in the 20s and 30s, a lot of movie stars lived around here. Things like that. And, um, it's very creative. A lot of artists and things.
0: JB, I can call you JB? Yeah. All please. right. JB Klein of JB Klein and Sons. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming by.
7: Man, it's been my pleasure. And
0: that music means you're out of time for this hour. Stick around, everybody. We have a whole lot more coming from the smallest city in New Jersey, Lambertville, New Jersey, as Ion Travel continues right after this.
4: You've been listening to Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg. Visit our website at www.petergreenberg.com for more information. And sign up for our newsletter. Ion on Travel is a CBS Audio Network production. Now, back to Eye on Travel.
0: It's 43 minutes after the hour. Peter Greenberg here with you from... Lambertville, New Jersey, one of the, probably the smallest city in New Jersey, and the home of more antique stores per square per square foot than I've ever seen. It's uh, it's a great place to go. And what's interesting about this place is where we are from now. The Lambertville House, which was actually built in 1812, yes, uh, and added to the National Register of Historic Places finally in 1978. But as I say, you can't go anywhere without walking by an antique store. And my next guest is the owner of of a design and antique store, a Sojourner, Amy Koss. How are you?
8: Very well, thanks. But that's
0: not the reason why I want to talk to you.
8: Okay. Yeah,
0: because we have to talk about the shad.
8: All right. Now,
0: now now for most people who don't know shad, it's a fish, right? Yes. But particular to this area.
8: Yes, it is particular to this area, like the salmon, the shad return uh, migratory up the Delaware River to the place where they were born to spawn again.
0: And because of that, leave it to the folks in Lambertville to have, what, a shad festival.
8: That's right. Every year, the last full weekend in April, we have an arts and crafts fair that spills out onto our streets. Our local restaurants are highlighted, and in addition to that, we host a very unique partnership between business and the arts community, where the Chamber of Commerce puts together an art auction, which funds a scholarship. How long have you been doing this? I have been doing this for 30 years.
0: And please tell me you love Shad.
8: I do love Shad, <laughs> and I love the Shad Festival, and those who have come to the festival know that I dress up in a- fan- Don't, wait,
0: wait, stop. You're not dressing up as a Shad.
8: I I am the Shad Queen, oh, so God. I have a no, fantastical no. Oh, costume with a crown and a, a scepter and everything. You
0: mean you're the Shad Queen with a crown?
8: With a crown, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And- are you, are you having fish scales? Or?
8: Well, if not for the headphones, I could have worn it to the interview.
0: Oh, my God.
8: <laughs> That's a,
0: that, excuse me for saying that. That, that scares me. <laughs> but you know what? It's a sense of humor and it works.
8: Absolutely. And it's all for the children. We are very proud to have given over $500,000 in scholarships to graduating high school seniors going on to uh, pursue a degree in the fine or performing arts.
0: Now, how do you prepare, Shad?
8: Uh, You prepare shad, uh, well, the most classic preparation is on a plank and you put plenty of olive oil and onions and tomatoes and you place the plank in the fire and you pull it out when it's done and you scrape off the shad and you eat the plank.
0: Do you, do you eat the whole fish?
8: <laughs> Seriously. Uh, no, they are a bony fish. They're a very robust fish, uh, like a, a bluefish. that kind of very uh, robust flavor. So they're great in gumbo. They're great fried on a sandwich. Uh, the Lambertville Station restaurant always features them on their menu in April and does a great job with them.
0: Yeah, but it's seasonal.
8: Yes, it's very seasonal.
0: I said, don't miss the shad season.
8: No, don't miss it. Because
0: if you miss the shad season, you miss the the shad queen, and that would be terrible.
8: That would be terrible.
0: Hey, let's talk about just the whole ambiance of this town, of this city. Mm -hmm. Because, as I said in the introduction, you can't walk more than 20 feet without seeing another design store, an art gallery, or an antique store.
8: Well, I think that is all a nod to the very strong art community here in Lambertville. Uh, the Delaware River Valley School of Impressionism was founded in 1898, and we have an unbroken line of locally, uh, regionally, and nationally known artists that live and work in Lambertville. And I think it's that energy that underlies everything that goes on here in Lambertville.
0: See, what I like about it is you have working artists who actually live here and have studios here.
8: Absolutely, yes.
0: So they can talk about what they're doing. Yes, yes. You can actually have a conversation.
8: Yes, and on a beautiful day, you can go out and see people painting plein air on the canal, at the river, on the street, on the playground, really anywhere.
0: You've been here how long?
8: Uh, The store opened in 1982. I joined my partner, uh, my mom, as her partner right after I finished graduate school. I was bit by the travel bug early, uh, going on buying trips with my uncle to South and Central America. And it's a great opportunity to travel the world, to reach out your hand, to meet somebody, to say, hi, you know, how can I help you? What can I buy from you? And how can we make a connection?
0: And then bring it back.
8: And then bring it back to Lambertville, yes.
0: Have you taken the Shad outfit overseas? uh, No, I
8: think it would scare people.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure
8: that, you know. It's very localized.
0: uh, uh, No kidding. Mm -hmm. And what's the biggest surprise when people come here?
8: Uh, I think just how cosmopolitan we are, what a beautiful city it is, how lovely the river is, how good the restaurants are, that you can just have a fabulous time here in New Jersey's smallest city.
0: Okay, last question. If it's not April, will you still put on the outfit?
8: Only for very special people, Peter.
0: (laughs) Amy Koss, owner of Sojourner, right here in Lambertville. Thanks so much.
8: Thank you. I do
0: want to see that outfit, though. (laughs) Back with more... From Lambertville House in Lambertville, New Jersey, as Ion Travel continues right after this.
4: Your flight might be late, but we're on time. Ion Travel will be right back. Listening to I on Travel. For more on anything you've heard, or to ask a question, just visit our website at petergreenberg.com. Now, once again, here's Peter Greenberg.
0: It is 52 minutes after the hour. Peter Greenberg here with you from Lambertville House here in what a surprise, Lambertville, New Jersey. You can always reach me at peter at petergreenberg.com with your name, phone number, question, or problem. We will solve it right here on the air. Uh, my next guest. The last time I saw him. We were fooling around with a fire chief in, uh, in Cape May, New Jersey, when we broadcast the show from Congress Hall, I believe. That's right. Uh, and I always have him on the show because he's a wealth of information about a state that not everybody understands and not everybody appreciates. And his name is Jeff Vassar. And of course, he's the executive director of the Division of Tourism for the state of New Jersey. Welcome back, Peter. It's always great to have a legend in town. Oh, stop. You have to stop sucking up. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> but, you know, Cape May, I, I, I love Cape May because it's on the water. It's it's the original like beach community of, of New Jersey. It's you know it's a presidential home of course, uh, but Lambertville was a surprise to me. This is, is you you have to know to come here to figure it out because not everybody knows it. That's that's right. First of all, it's in the center of the state. It's on the on the
3: edge with Pennsylvania. So you're right. The New Yorkers and people that are coming into uh, the Jersey Shore don't necessarily have an opportunity to see it, but it, it's so much so much more to offer than what many other areas of the state has to offer. And you mentioned Cape May, beautiful Victorian architecture. And then you come here to Lambertville, and it's the Federalist period. It's, you know, you think you're gonna run into George Washington when you're walking down the street because all of the antique shops, this is the antique capital of New Jersey. It's right on the river, and you can look out the window and see where Washington crossed the Delaware. Great restaurants, great vibe, great arts community. Uh, It's a throwback.
0: By the way, I went to the Metropolitan Museum of Art a couple of weeks ago, and then, of course they have the picture there, the painting of Washington crossing the Delaware, the one that we all remember. Right. And, the, and you should go there and with somebody who can actually interpret it for you, because everything in that painting was wrong. Really? You've got to see it. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's revisionist history. It's, revi- it's it's great revisionist history, but you you of all people here we are. He's crossing the Delaware. Go to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Go into that to, to the American Wing. Look at that painting and have somebody explain to you. You see that guy there? No, he's not rowing. You see that guy there? That couldn't possibly have been on the boat. I mean, it's great, but it's great. It's it's. You know what it is? It's history. Is, you know, the history is reserved for the guys who won the war. You know? Right.
3: Well, the beauty of Lambertville is we were maybe 10, 15 minutes away from Washington Crossing State Park. So all of the the real history. Oh no, we we know he crossed right the here. Delaware. Don't yeah. get me wrong, Jeff. It's how he crossed. You got to see the picture. And did he go left to right or right to left? Ah, what do you think? I think he went from Pennsylvania to New Jersey.
0: But the picture doesn't look at it that. I, way. I, see? You're see? exactly right. See? All right, we're we're getting there. <laughs> but I mean, everywhere you go around here, his name is everywhere. It is. Uh, you know, such an
3: impact that he had. And again, you know, the architecture here is is of that Federalist time. And we're right in the center of the American Revolutionary War times. So it's, you know, Lambertville seems to have stopped in time. And that's so attractive to a lot of our visitors, especially the growing number of international visitors that, that we have that are just looking for a piece of Americana. And that's what Lambertville has to offer. And they've managed to keep the population relatively small. It is. It's it's a small. In fact, community. the population here has, has gone down. Yeah. Actually, um, probably has. Yeah, you're right because there. You know, there's so many of the buildings here are on the national federal registry that you can't do much with them. So there's not a lot of land to grow that, because the farmlands are protected, and people want to keep it as charming as it is, and it, it's a great you know, little piece of uh, hidden gems that we have in New Jersey.
0: Plus, I mean, we're coming up on an anniversary,
3: right? We are. In six short years, we will be at the 250th anniversary of the American Revolution. And to your point of what people don't know is New Jersey has over 140 revolutionary war sites, which is more than, you know, any other state. So we need to do a better job compared to 17, uh, 1976 of really promoting what New Jersey has to offer. And this is the center of it.
0: Because most people think Boston, they think Pennsylvania, they don't think New Jersey.
3: They don't, and we seeded that, um, you know, that good marketing, you know, campaign, and we're looking to take it back this time. But
0: if you've had more Revolutionary War sites, is it, does that mean that all the ba- more battles were fought here?
3: No, not necessarily. But the the turning point of the war was the Battle of Trenton, and that's just you know 15 miles south of here. So there was a great documentary on Washington. Uh, last week on the History Channel, and they focused on New Jersey and the role that New Jersey played, the 10 Crucial Days. You know, any, you know, history buff will tell you about the 10 Crucial Days, and that was here.
0: Did they get it right about which way he went across the Delaware? Yes, they did. They did. Okay, I'm they just double-checking. You <laughs> see, we're going to watch that. But yeah. but
3: you're right. The, uh, you know, the boat, it always looked at it. It's like, you no, know, you're going the wrong direction. Yeah. See? Wrong way, George. Yeah. But you know, we, we look forward to working with our friends in Philadelphia to you know do some you know good marketing and well. Planning. By the way, in
0: Philadelphia now they have the most amazing museum, the, the Museum of the American Revolution. Revolution. We actually have done that ra- our radio show from that Did museum. You? It's amazing. They had George Washington's tent. You got to go see it. Hmm. It's unbelievable. They actually and they and they re-erected re- it. Yeah, it's unbelievable.
3: And one of George Washington's homes is right here in Lambertville. Unfortunately, now it's a private residence, so um, you can't get into it. But, you know, the, uh, the Lambertville Historic Society has a great walking tour, and
0: they'll tell you about everything that, uh, that you need to know about the Revolutionary War. Jeffrey Vassar, the executive director of the New Jersey Division of Travel and Tourism, who's actually been able to give us the right way how George Washington crossed the Delaware. That music means you're out of time for the entire show. A lot of people to thank. Dara Stone, our chief producer. Of course, Paul Hammernick doing the boards back in Connecticut. Not that far away this time. Dave Valentino, Alessandra B., Terry Gallagher, and the entire staff of the Lambertville House right here in Lambertville, New Jersey. We'll see you next week, everybody, from another location somewhere around the world.
4: You've been listening to Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg. Visit our website at www.petergreenberg.com for more information and sign up for our newsletter. Ion Travel is a CBS Audio Network production.
0: And thanks to all my guests, as well as thank you for listening to this Ion Travel broadcast. For more interviews with the world's leaders in travel, as well as answers to your travel questions, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Ion Travel podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. You can also go to petergreenberg.com for the latest in travel news. If you like Eye Travel with Peter Greenberg, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.